When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, this is Susan Wexler, and I gotta tell you what happened last week. We found out that Shamanda made a deal with the devil. She got a pod that plays more than 20 songs at a time on it. She would let me hold it for a little while, but everyone's very mad at Shamanda because of her choices. And so we've been having a lot of big talks about choices that the kids are loving. And then I find out that nobody's listened to my talk about choices because they're going to a makeout party at that camp Anamanapia. So we get there to see what's going on and to try to figure out, is there going to be some problems there? Because something seems wrong here. I can smell it. I've got a smell for that. And we get there and guess what? Everybody's running towards the lake as if that's going to be fun. And that's when I put it together right away. Within seconds, it's going to be the goonch. And I got the kids home, didn't have one problem with that. Some of them are calling me Ah Ek, but I love a new nickname. I've been needing one. And guess who else is there? My ex, Chet. Welcome to Mystery County Monster Hunters Club, a Monster of the Week actual play podcast. I'm Tyler Samples, your keeper of monsters and mysteries. Let's meet our players. Hi, everybody. I'm Rashawn Nadine Scott, and my character is Shamanda Felt, the Crooked. And someday I'll fly, someday I'll soar, someday I'll be so much, so much more, because I'm bigger than my body gives me credit for. Hi, I'm Jeff Murdoch, and I'm playing the character Adam Miller, the Monstrous. He's a kid, much like any kid in America, but he's got a secret, and it's uh, that he's a Mothman. Yeah. Hey, I'm Erin Rain. My character is Crashly Grenadine the Flake. She's a kid detective. Um, one more time. Hey, I'm Erin Rain. I'm playing Crashly Grenadine the Flake. I'm a girl detective. I have clients to deal with. I'm connecting the dots. I'm making things happen. Someday I'm going to get hugged. Hi, I'm Alan Linick, and I play CEJ the Mundane. And I am not and have no intention of ever being Crashly's boyfriend. I don't know who started that rumor. Please stop. Hi, everybody. I'm Claire Linick, and I play Susan Wexler, and she puts the pert in expert. I'm just kidding, you guys. She puts the X in expert. Where we left off, the Monster Hunters Club is standing in the burned-out mess hall of Camp Onomatopoeia, Watching Susan, who has been mistaken for a flamethrower-wielding mass murderer known as Aek to the inhabitants of Camp Automatopoeia, and she is standing there over a tall, grizzled, darkly handsome man named Chet Gibbons, who is getting... <laughs> He's not that tall. <laughs> <laughs> who is getting to his feet. In the corner, CEJ and Crashly's fellow classmate, Jordan Vincent, is cowering her face pale with fear as she recently gotten free of the grip of Chet Givens. Susan, I have some questions for you before we jump into this further. This is your ex, Chet Givens is. How long were you together? 
um, you know, I would say three years and he would probably tell you six months. Wow. Yeah. And you guys hunted together. You guys were hunters. Now you are, as we have established, the only active monster hunter in North America, aside from the kids that you've taken under your wing. But Chet previously was hunting monsters with you. So I'm curious to ask you, and I realize this is off the top of your dome, but like so many great things, that's the best way to operate. Why is it that you're the only person actively hunting monsters in North America? Well, listen, it's not an easy job, as Chet would tell you. He left after he was bit by um, a ghost of a snake. <laughs> so first of all, it's hard to get training. There's no training places in the U.S., so you're going to have to travel, and you've got to think of everything for that. And like I said, it's dangerous. And what led you and Chet? Uh, I mean, you don't have to say right now if it's too personal, but what led you and Chet to uh, go your separate ways? Wow. Um, okay. I was told that would not be brought up today. That's interesting. Um, uh, it's it's a long story, and I would prefer it if that question was not asked again by anybody here. Uh, but I'm just going to say this, and I'm just going to drop a few words, and you can put together the puzzle if you like. Cheating. Adultery. Oh, no. Ruinous. Bad man. Ugh. Heartbroken, shocked, photos found. <gasps> no. Whoa. And I photos. You know, I'm just putting out words, and you can draw whatever conclusions you want. <laughs> because I would never come out and say that a man is a cheater. That's just not in my build. I mean, I don't know what we're supposed to make of all those words. They seem totally random. I have Thank a question. You. What kind of lens was used on the photos? <laughs> Great wow. question. I'm assuming all of this conversation is conversation that takes place back at the lair after the mystery is over. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're just doing this Ocean's Eleven style. Right now, I'm looking at this guy and I'm like, this is the coolest guy I've ever seen in my life. I want to be just like him. Yeah, he is pretty cool. And Susan, would you describe in a little more detail what Chet looks like? Yes, please. Chet is five foot nine. He's going to tell you he's five foot ten. He is not. He is five foot nine, and he has got salt and pepper hair. Um, just wears that same dumb leather trench coat he's always been wearing. And honestly, I think he's just trying to cover up the snake bite marks at this Ooh, point. Ooh, Miss oh, Wexler, he, like you know exactly what he's wearing like all the time. I think someone still has feelings. I again will not be answering any questions about that. That's for me and my journal. And in this pause where everybody is kind of staring at each other with confusion and suspicion and disbelief, Chet says again, Susie, is that you? It, uh, yes, this is Susan Wexler. Uh, wow, you haven't changed a bit. You you look exactly the same as you did. What's it been, six, seven years? Yeah, and I do, like I said, my hair, I'm having a little hair dye issue, and I'm not usually wearing this janitor costume. So I would say those are the main differences, but other than that, exactly the same. Susan, I feel like you wear that costume like every day because you are a janitor. Yeah. I am an under disguise monster hunter, and yes, my disguise is as a mediocre janitor. Right, but if you still do all the cleaning and stuff, then like, aren't you just also a janitor? CEJ? Yeah. I'm not sure this is your moment. 
Wait, you're okay. still uh you're still hunting? Yes, I have carried the torch that was carelessly dropped. Uh he looks a little crestfallen at that. Like you 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 can see that that hits close to home for him and he says uh well, that's good. Somebody ought to. You were the you're the best I ever saw. Oh. What an interesting compliment. Uh why is this guy here though? Yeah, sorry for going yeah. at your ankles with the baseball bat. Is you just look like a threat. And, you and were I've been drinking. A girl, like why? Yeah, what's going on? Are you a, are you a bad guy? Yeah, of oh. course he's a bad guy. He grabbed my arm. Why do you, why did you grab her arm, sir? Well, I didn't. <laughs> look, I I came in here because I heard there was. He looks at uh, Susan. And he looks a little embarrassed, Susan. And he says, I heard there was uh, activity, and I I came around to look at it. Uh, I mean, I'm not a hunter. I'm I'm not the hunter Susan is, but I had to I had to look around, and and I I heard I was looking through, poking, looking for signs, and then she she come up and sp- sprung up and scared me, and I I grabbed her. I, I wasn't gonna hurt you. I'm sorry that I I spooked you there. Uh, but I, I don't mean any any harm by it. Uh, Susan can vouch for me. I I hope. Yeah, if you say something, then that must be the truth, Chet. Susan, wow. I, I whisper to Susan. Oh, do you want me to tell him to go walk into the lake? I can no. make him with my mind. No, now, now, stop that, Chet. I'll what do are it. you? What are you hunting here? Well, I heard about the camp getting burned down out a few years ago, and then I heard about this Aek fella, and uh, I figured it was probably just a rumor, you know, like every every summer camp ever has a, a masked murderer that goes through, but I figured, you know, it was only a couple hour drive, so I'd come by wait, and check wait, it wait, out. Wait, 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 sir. You heard about the camp burning down. That happened a couple years ago. I was there. So is my associate CEJ. It happened a while ago. You just happened to hear about that, and then you heard about AEC for the first time, and you happened to drive here a few hours to arrive at the beginning of a makeout party. Yeah, <laughs> I think a not. A lot of coincidences. Yeah, you sound what exactly what my cousin said. And actually, Crashly, you as the flake, you have the ability suspicious mind. If someone yeah. lies to you, you know it. He's yeah. absolutely lying. Okay, he's lying. I, Yeah, you're lying. What's going on? If you're trying to get him to be honest, you're going to need to roll manipulate someone. I am. Uh-oh. And, you, and in order to do that, you need to give him a reason to be honest as well. So what are you saying to him? Okay. Um, also, just for uh, you know, edification, I rolled a two. So. Okay. Ooh. Well, oh, actually, that will come. What? That will come about later. But right okay. now, we're still. We have to stay in the fiction cool. first, sir. Um, I think it would do you well to understand who you're talking to. My name is Crashly Grenadine. Grenadine. And I'm a teen detective. Thank detective. you. Detective. Thank she you. She is. I thank you. And um, I'm also a protege of someone you seem to be uh acquainted with, Susan Wexler. Wexler. And if you thank you, if you want anything to do with her ever again, if you're trying to get back in her uh condo bedroom and her full size bed, then I think Whoa. like you should tell me the truth right now 
Because right I'm now. someone who, thank you, matters to her. Ooh, you stupid chat. Look what you just did. Oh, yeah. You stupid idiot. Yeah. You got told. And Crashly can drive. <laughs> Thanks. Thought, no, she can't, though. Shut up, CEJ. We're being intimidating. Yeah, why, I can drive would... a car or a truck. She's telling the truth, Chad, except I, I do live in a two-bedroom currently. I don't think that was mentioned, but she is one of the best. You do well to not lie to her. Thanks. Crashly, on a miss, your approach is completely wrong. You make a bad impression on them and a problem gets worse. He looks at you, he looks at all of this, and he just says, yeah, it looks like, uh, Susan, it looks like you've surrounded yourself with some strong support there, uh. Looks like I'm not needed here. So, And he just turns and he just starts to kind of rush out of the mess hall. I yeah, get him. out of here. No, 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 no. I, no, I no. catch him. He is walking. He is kind of storming ahead. Uh, the, it seems like the only way to stop him is going to be to actually physically make contact to try to slow him down. Are you doing that? Yes, I am. Okay. Where are you touching him? Oh, good God. That's a horrifying thing. Um, I'm going to grab him by the arm. Uh, and just try to stop him there, like near the wrist. Near the wrist. Uh, you make contact with his wrist, and there is just a, a little. It feels like a spark, almost. Not <gasps> not literally, but like there's just like it's been a while since since you've made contact, you know, with with another person. And Chet, honestly, he's he's looking really good. Like he's looking better than he did when when you last saw him. And Whoa. the passion is still there. You can you can feel the tension between. And as soon as you make contact, he stops rigidly in the door frame of the burned out mess hall, and he says, "What What do you want, Susie?" I want the truth for once in your life, Chet. I just want the truth from you. He turns to you and he says, "I did hear about about the trouble that happened at this camp." I know it was a while ago, and, and damn it, Susie, I just, I made a mistake, and I needed some reason to fall back into your life, so I finally decided to go ahead and try to, I, I came to town, and your principal told me that you had come up this way, so I, I figured it was the best excuse I could use. I just, I wanted to see you, Susie. You're here for me? I'd be anywhere for you, Susie. And he is looking at you, and it's just, like, intense. And he's like, I messed up. I admit that full on. It was my fault. I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know what I needed. But now I do. And I'm curious what everybody else is doing in this moment <laughs> while you guys watch these two adults have this intense drama. It's very uh, riveting for Shamanda. Mm -hmm. She is still a little buzzed from the schnapps that she had outside. Um, and it's like endorphins are flying because she did attack someone with a bat who turned out to be a lover, which is very strange. A lot of um, uh, parallel uh, lines trying to meet. Uh, and I'd like to use a move like, what's up with you? So what's up with you generally is going to work more for... That's that's more for trying to get somebody that you're actually no fuck it. Yeah, cool. Roll plus weird. Okay. Um but I think I want to use this move on Miss Wexler. 
Hell yeah. <gasps> Great. So you're looking at Miss Wexler and you are trying to gauge how are you trying to figure this out? So kind of take me into the world of of Shamanda felt here in this moment. What is she looking at? Like, how is she trying to figure this information out? It's like what I know of Miss Wexler. She's always telling us that uh, people really show you who they are the first time. And she said she would never, ever, ever go back to Chet. Like, this is the first time I know I'm connecting a face to a name. You know how Miss Wexler is always telling us stories about um, the gentleman callers of her past and we should learn from her mistakes. But it just seems like she's going, she's, she's backpedaling on the things that, uh, I know of her, you know? Uh, so yeah. I got a nine. Ooh, okay. You get to ask one question and get an honest answer, but Susan will get to ask one of you as well. So from the list that we have there, what does your character really want? What does your character wish I would do? What are you leaving out? How could I get your character to do blank? Can I actually trust your character to do blank? Which of those questions are you trying to suss out from Susan's behavior? Miss Wexler, uh-huh. can I actually trust that Miss Wexler is going to follow her own advice? Okay, so you're looking at Susan and trying to appraise this. Claire, can Shamanda actually trust Susan Wexler to follow her own advice? Okay. Um... Oh, no. Oh, God. No. Uh, oh, no. You know, I, I'm so glad everyone's been listening. I can't tell you kids how much that means to me. Um, just shocked and thrilled to hear it. But, uh, you know, the other side of the coin is, you know, sometimes people deserve second chances. Just, 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 just like you, Shamanda, when you, you know, sold your soul to the devil. Remember that? And Chet might be the devil. Sure. He might here be we are. the devil. I just feel like lust is driving you, Miss Wexler. Me too. And yeah, you like know who loves lust. lust. Exactly. Okay. You know what? I'm taking this all into consideration. There's a lot going on right now. But know that Mrs. Miss, excuse me, <gasps> Miss Wexler is listening oh. to you. We've lost all right, her. So it She's sounds gone. like the answer is no. <laughs> but here's the other thing, Ms. Wexler. Uh, you can ask one of those questions of Shamanda and get an honest answer. Okay. Will you repeat those then for me? Yeah. Uh, what does your character really want? What does your character wish I would do? What are you leaving out? How could I get your character to do blank? And can I actually trust your character to do blank? Can I trust your character to not hand over Adam Miller's soul? Okay. So phrase that in world so that we can get an in world response. Okay. So... You know, Shamanda, I'm loving the questions, and I've just got a quick question for you. And, you know, mm. I'm not trying to divert any attention here, but, <laughs> you know, I was just wondering. It's something that came to my head as we were talking about Chet. Um, can we trust that you're not going to be selling Adam Miller's soul without his content, consent? Yeah, I'm good blustered. question. I would never sell Adam's soul without his consent. Okay. Thank okay. you. And if I get something out of it, maybe I will consent. So that, for you, Miss Wexler, rings is true. Uh Shamanda is telling the truth. She would not do that without his consent. Okay, well, I can't say I'm not upset that it didn't work (laughs) to get all the attention back on Shamanda, but I am glad to hear it. So it's kind of, you know, two sides of a a very strange coin. Uh, Miss Wexler, shouldn't we get to the lake? You know what? Let's all go to the lake. Uh, and I don't want this to be misconstrued, but Chet, you stay near me. I got to keep an eye on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, wait, what, what's down at the lake? What, 
We got problems? Really don't know? <laughs> uh, listen, Susie, I, I'm just trying to look look tough and smart to impress you, all right? I, I've been out of the game for quite a few years. I, I, I've got no idea what's going on here. Okay. Um, you're on a need-to-know basis, so you just start walking and we'll see what you need to know. All right. Uh, he trails behind you about a half step, but is following you, and uh, you guys make your way to the lake. Down by the lake, there are a few stragglers who either weren't paying attention when Susan Wexler scared the bejesus out of everybody with her flamethrower, or who are very committed to the makeout party and have stuck around. But m- the majority of kids have left the camp out of fear of being potentially slaughtered by Ah Ek. There are a few kids left at the boat launch hanging around. You see there are two canoes in poor repair that are stacked on this half-submerged dock that's sort of slinking into the water. It smells like real thick algae here. Uh, it's definitely not a cleaned-up part of the lake. It's pretty in pretty poor use. But there, along what would pass as a beach, are a couple of kids sitting down in sort of intimate poses with each other. Not too intimate, but definitely on the early part of the makeout party trajectory. Work. <laughs> Whoa. You guys used Whoa. to swim in this water? Yeah, it wasn't as gross then. It was cool. What are you guys doing here? What what brings you to the lake? I want to look, investigate, see if there's anything weird. Well, everybody was running towards the shore, so I imagine there's going to be a lot of activity and footprints around there. Maybe some people went to their cars and others just snuck off into the forest. Is your goal to try to find and clear out all of the kids? Well, I would love to, but they didn't listen. Yeah. Or I think uh, I want to see if there's any, like, if it seems like there's goonches in the water. Yeah. So you're scanning the water specifically for goonch? Goonch activity. This seems to me, then, like a read a bad situation. So roll plus sharp. Cool. And I'm not. Are those kids still out there? There are a couple of kids. There are like handfuls of kids that you can see hanging out. They slink away when they see your group approaching, but they are kind of going into the tree line, sort of spying. It looks like the kids who are more interested in sticking around no matter what. Can we try to clear some of those kids out? I wouldn't mind flanking off. You can try to do whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah, with my uh, my baseball bat still in hand, I say, nothing to see here, nothing to see here, as I disappear into the brush. Great. So you do that. Adam Miller, what did you get on your read a bad situation? I rolled a three. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> on a, uh, and also just reminder, everybody be tracking your misses because that's how you level up. On a three, on a miss, you might misread the situation or you might reveal tactical details to your enemy, which means that I could ask a question of you. Yeah, I think, Adam Miller, this is what happens. You walk out, you know, you're looking into the goonch area. So you're you're looking out into the water to try to find it. The best place to do that would be from the end of this dock. Uh, yeah, and definitely. as you make your way out into it, the rest of you are watching and you see Adam Miller walks out, puts his foot down on one of the boards of the dock. It makes a very loud and straightforward crack and just gives way. And Adam Miller, you find yourself dumped into the lake. Oh, it's cold and green and algae. I got to pull him out. I go, Adam, 
act under pressure, CEJ, just to make sure that the same doesn't happen to you. Oh, no problem. (laughs) Fuck. Uh, (laughs) Wait, but I get to add cool. Cool. Okay, so five. Okay. That's pretty good. The, uh, That's, that is pretty good, actually. I would. I think everyone would be surprised if this didn't work. CEJ, you uh, fall in as well, and one of the nails oh. from the board just scrapes up. You take one harm as this rusty nail just rips up your thigh, and you dump into the water as well. The more of the dock breaks at this point and is sort of scattering around you guys, so you are... Adam Miller, you are hit on the head by a board. You take one harm, just sort of a hard thump against your skull, uh, and you are dazed for the moment. And CEJ lands on top of you and pushes you underwater. And Adam Miller, you are struggling to determine which way is up and which way is down. Oh, come on. Shamanda, you are in the woods chasing around. You see, you find a couple of, uh, like a, a boy and a girl there making out in the brush, and they see you, and the girl says, Get out of here. Stop. This isn't for Lucky Luz. No, you get out of here because you're not doing it for love, okay? You're just doing it because you, you you feel obligated to kiss someone's lips. What if you were obligated to take someone's soul away? You get out of here. You what? scat. What? She just turns and she's like, uh, this is too much. I'm sorry. And you see down underneath her is Paul, who you had a drink with earlier. And she's like, I got to get out of here. And he's like, yeah, t- hey, it's fine. Yeah, I'll walk you to your car. Hey, Shamanda, you need to chill out. All right. Is everything okay? Do you need somebody to talk to you? Yes, I need someone to talk to, Paul. And it's not all chill, okay? I really wanted an iPod, and I just, I did it in the wrong way. I could have just saved up my job at Coltstone. I haven't been to a shift in like a week. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. But- I have to get her. I, sorry. I have to get Susan here back to her car, but then it looks like you Susan. need an ear and I'm willing to give it. Sure. It's like, whatever, but make sure she gets home safe. Like it's very dangerous for her to drive late at night. She has astigmatism. We all know that. Wow. You pay attention to people. And I like that about (laughs) you. And he turns and uh, walks this young, unrelated girl, Susan to her car. Uh, Sure. I do not. I don't, I don't trust Paul. Paul's the devil. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Adam and CEJ, you are scrounging in this water. Crashly, Susan, and Chet are standing on the shoreline. Crashly and Susan, what are you doing? Okay, I'm going to grab these kids out of here. This is embarrassing. Crashly, let's go. Okay. I'm going to follow Susan and help out. And I just mutter to the boys, you are embarrassing me in front of Chet. I don't see the goonch. Okay. <laughs> so just to, to clarify this they're about 20 feet out into the lake the oh, dock has sort of fallen apart the two canoes that are stacked at the base of it have rolled over on each other and are sort of drifting about one or two feet into the water beyond that there's no clear way other than swimming out to go grab the boys how are you doing this i'm gonna take a canoe and have see if crash can get the other are there paddles there's one paddle Oh, one Lord. For, for two uh, canoes? One. <laughs> okay, oh, I'm just going to take the paddle myself and do this. And I just tell Crashly, you just watch Chet. Don't let him go. Okay. He's slippery. I'm going to hold his hand. 
<laughs> oh. um, hey. Just like a little kid. Yeah, he lets you hold his hand. He pats pats your hand and he says, yeah, you seem like a good girl. I am. <laughs> so, Susan, you are paddling out there. Go ahead and roll Act Under Pressure yourself. This is more about making sure that you can look cool in front of Chet than it is about any physical harm. Ooh, <laughs> well, no one yeah. needs to worry because I rolled a 14. Oh, wow. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. The coolest paddling of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all better watch out. <laughs> you easily, yeah. I mean, you tell me, Susan, what is it that you're doing that makes this look so fucking cool? So I am, every time that I change the paddle over to the other side, I'm not just like swishing it in front of me. I kind of like do like a toss from hand to hand and Ooh. water makes like a big waterfall motion over me, but I never get splashed. <laughs> wow. So it's just this beautiful, like, Instagram filter experience. Huh? Yeah. The driest <laughs> kayak of all time. And you easily manage to fish the boys out with that as well. Getting into the canoe, the canoe's not in the best condition, so it, the, it, water is seeping in, but you only have a 15-minute, or a 15-foot paddle. So you're able to get back to shore and dump CEJ and Adam onto it. Chet breaks hand contact with Crashly, runs forward and pulls the boys the rest of the way onto the shoreline. And he says, you got to be careful about stuff like that. All right. This is why this is exactly why boys shouldn't be hunting monsters. All right. Because dangers are anywhere. That's what I keep saying. <laughs> yeah. It's fair to lecture Chet Gibbons. Yeah. You're not my dad. I never said I was, all right? I, I'll, and look. you aren't. And Susan, you know that Chet doesn't have like a great rapport with kids. Um, right. And he's like, look, you need to close your mouth, son, all right? I don't recall giving you permission to talk disrespectful Chet, to me. Chet, what? I don't, you don't give anyone permission for anything, sir. We I give you permission. I cast mental on him. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I can tell, can I tell, I, is there any indication that that's happening? That he's doing mental dominion? Yeah, because I've seen him do it a couple of times at this point. Yeah, you tell me. I, yeah, well, I don't want to take this away from Jeff. Jeff, no, I think I definitely puff up my cheeks like I'm like a petulant child, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I know what this means. So I put my hand on his shoulder and I lean in. I'm like, Adam, I know you just said he's not your dad, but like, what if he is? <gasps> Oh, all we know about your dad is nothing at all. And all we know about this guy is that he's a philanderer. So it's really possible. Oh, my God. If he's my dad. But you shouldn't mind controlling your dad. We can all hear you. What? Oh, I wasn't trying to keep this Even me in the woods. (laughs) Oh. Um, Can I cast Mental Dominion on him still? Yeah, sure. Roll plus charm. Uh, I want to see if he's my dad now. <laughs> um, it is a 12. Wow. So, yeah, you have three commands that you can give to chat over the duration of the contact that you currently have with him. I ask him where he was nine months before I was born. <laughs> he kind of. Uh, Your mom's again, house. Yeah. Susan, I Come have on. to clarify again. Susan. You see, as again, Adam Miller takes mental dominion over an adult man right in front of your face and just like draws him in as they were getting kind of into each other's grill. And so 
Chet goes, I, I was here in Haverford. <gasps> I was doing a long haul uh, back when I was still doing trucking, and I was stopped over for a night at the uh, the Whiskey Revival. The risk, that's where my mom used to work. Oh, yeah, that's that place that closed down and became Tom Net, Tom's Net Shop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the best nets this side of the lake. Well, can I do my connect the dots question to help out here? <laughs> sure. Okay, so I want to ask, um, is this person, Chet, uh, connected to current events more than they are saying? Current events being all-inclusive, including, you know, Adam trying to figure out if this is his dad. Yeah, okay. So th- that is quite a lot. That is a quite expansive view of current events. Indeed. I believe current <laughs> events generally applies to the current events of the mystery. So I, I will say no. He does not appear to be... there. You don't get any sense that he is connected to current events more than he is saying. Okay. Yeah, but you guys have to admit that the resemblance is uncanny. Is it? Is it? I stand next to him. I'm like, uh, for my second thing, I'm like, stand up next to me and, and uh, show. It's just stand straight. He does. He stands next to him. Now, Adam, I'm going to ask <laughs> you, how close is the resemblance? Oh, it's crazy close. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You- <laughs> it's... It's like looking in a mirror in a way that... I didn't notice it before, but now that you're all wet from lake water, that you guys look exactly the same. Yeah, it's pretty weird, I have to say. Susan, you also see this resemblance. What have you done, Chet? Susie, I... Look, I don't know what's going on here, okay? I didn't come for, for some boy. I came some here for... Some boy? That's your son. <laughs> no, 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 we don't know that. And I, I didn't... I have no... We don't know that, okay? What, what we do know is that we had... Susie, we had something special. You and, and me. And you had something special. A son. <laughs> Nobody no. wants me. And I run off. <laughs> Wait, Adam. I run after him. Shamanda, you're in the woods. You're clearing through. And you find, actually, Shamanda, the girl that was in the mess hall is here as well, Jordan. And she's sort of pushed up. Her back is up against a tree. And she's there. And she looks a little surprised when you walk up. And she says, oh, hey, you go to that other school, right? Yeah, Queen Latifah's school for gifted girls. Hi, I'm Shamanda. You're Jordan, right? Yeah, hey, pretty crazy night, huh? Yeah, I was just expecting, you know, a cool kickback and not a girl set on fire being attacked by an older man. Yeah, right. You know, they really, Valentine's Day really is taking a dive from the last couple of years. <laughs> Probably the worst one on record. I mean, what brought you to the camp in the first place? My boyfriend Wyatt planned this whole thing. And, you know, he's just, I think tonight's the night. And she's giving you like a knowing look. Oh, you you're going to all the way to, you know, track fifteen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. We don't we don't have a baseball team here in uh... <laughs> Certainly not at Queen Latifah's. And she says, Yeah, all the way. Track fifteen for us tonight. Wow. And how did you know that you're ready? 
I mean, he's been pretty interested in it for a while. I mean, honestly, he Sorry, was- Sorry, let me rephrase the question. How did you know that you were ready? And she's like, well, I, what I was going to say is he's the reason why we've been waiting. I mean, he's like a really good kid. You know, he's really involved in his church and everything. And I yeah, don't know. Yeah, the church kids are always the freakiest. Continue. I hope. I don't know. He He said that he wanted to wait, but- in the last couple of months, he's really changed his tune. And so, I don't know. I think tonight's the night. I mean, it's not my first time for me. It's just our first time. Uh, I mean, what would make his, him change his tune, you know? Those kind of guys are always about, you know, faith and honor and duty and kind of like sticking to their commitments. Why all the change? Did you? Are you familiar with... Uh, the Goonch. Oh, I mean, I've heard the stories about the Goonch, you know, that it's some pig-faced creature that lives in the water. You're right. Okay. Uh, all right, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Well, I mean, don't just say whatever. There's things happening all around us that are, are beyond the supernatural. Just because, you know, you may have heard one thing doesn't mean it couldn't possibly be true. Okay, sure. She doesn't believe you uh, at all. I am going to use the move deal with the feels. Okay. Um. Oh, is this only to clear This is condition? just for you with your friends, yeah. Um. But I still have the condition of So yes, you can, if you want to deal with your own feeling, because you are currently feeling guilty, you could make someone a scapegoat uh, and blame them for your feelings and then clear that condition. Okay. I am going to, I'm going to do that. Okay. Who are you blaming for your feelings? Um, I think that this girl might get killed on, out of game. This is me thinking. I'm thinking that this girl might get killed for doing anything lusty tonight. And I want to get rid of this guilt. And I kind of want to make her a scapegoat for, I honestly, I want to try to take her soul and see if I can pass oh. off as Adam. Jesus. Oh, my God, Commando. Oh. I trying to justify fuck? it. Out okay. of left field. Okay, so you, are, <laughs> so you are going to try to convince her to sell her soul to the devil. <laughs> yes. Okay. Shemina. Great. Shemina, what That's are you saying? That's the more fun thing to do. Absolutely, um, 100%. Okay. I mean, I understand making life long commitments and like changing your mind for something impulsive all the time. But if you think going to track 15 is cool, I've got something far, far more satisfying. And you can trust me. I do a lot of extracurriculars. When you say changing your mind about things and stuff, that definitely, she has like a momentary flash, which you can see because you're feeling the same way, like a momentary flash of guilt and then when you say you make your lure, she's like, okay, I'm, I'm listening. What are we talking about right now? Can you t describe to me the most handsome, attractive being to you right now? Picture that in your mind. Okay. Now imagine that person giving you whatever you desire. You can have it instantly as long as you surrender your soul. <laughs> what? Roll to manipulate someone. Wow. To manipulate. Wow. 
Uh, a six. Oof, that is a fail. So. Could use luck. On a miss, your approach is completely wrong. You make a bad impression <laughs> on them and the problem gets worse. And um, she's like, I can, I already do get that. You're crazy. Okay. Clearly, this whole thing of you guys trying to break this up was some sort of weird jealousy thing. I don't know what your deal is, but it is weird and disturbing. So, you know what? This is dumb. I'm just, I'm going to go back to the camp. And she just pushes past you and walks back to the camp. And she starts calling out as she does. There's nobody here. There's no danger. Don't listen to that old lady. Come on, guys. Let's have some fun. And she turns back on the, the boom box that they had brought out and starts playing music. And you can see some of the kids who are sort of huddled up in their car coming out. I muttered to myself, I hope the goonch gets you, you dummy. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and wiggle my flamethrower out of my pants. <laughs> wiggle. You do that. You have your, your flamethrower there. The kids now having hung out for a while and been watching this from their cars because they were sort of in that teenage mode of like, I'm very scared, but also maybe somebody else will get horribly murdered and I get to watch that. So there's a, a sort of schadenfreude that was keeping them in their cars seeing nothing happening they've started to disregard you and so the kids kind of inch back out from their cars some are getting gathering around you see paul coming back over with a newly refilled bottle of schnapps and he is like hey everybody come on guys let's we're here to have a makeout party all right we don't need to worry about stuff just come on guys and he slings his arm around jordan and kind of whispers something in her ear and you see her like giggle and push him away and then the whole group goes back to the bonfire that they had started okay um adam i hate to ask you to do this could you moth form Oh, um, I think I, to do I it in front of your dad. I think. Oh, you're yeah, dad. Adam, okay. Adam and CJ, EJ, you two are in the forest. Okay, Adam Miller, you've just run away. <laughs> Chet is back with Susie or Susan and Crashly, and he looks a little distraught and a little confused. Actually, before we cut over to Adam and CJ, Chet goes to Susan and says, "That boy took over my brain. I felt him do that." Suit. <laughs> Susan, what is he? That that's not a that's not a human. Oh yeah, okay. Here's what he is, Chet, and I want you to listen very closely because it's going to be shocking. He's your gosh darn son. <laughs> uh, he might have been, maybe at some point he was, but that's not a human anymore, Susan. That that's a monster. That's no monster, and it's his story to tell. And you'll do well to listen when he's ready. Mm. And he says, "All right, okay. <laughs> you know what? Fine." Fine, I, I see how it is. You're a big, brave monster hunter now. You, you think you're better than me? You can look down your nose at me all you want, okay? We all made mistakes in the past. I'm going to change that. And he goes and he walks into the woods after the boys. Oh, oh God. And now I don't know what to do, because I feel like I should be there for that moment. But I also got to get these darn teens out of here. Um, you know what? Real quick, I'm just going to scare the bejesus out of these kids one more time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What, how are you doing that? Well, it's gotten a little darker. So what I want to do is I want to take my flamethrower and use it, A, to run at them, and B, to kind of light up my face in the spookiest way I possibly can. And With the flamethrower, melt yourself. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm just going to start screaming and be like, it's Miss Ah Eck. <laughs> 
Yeah, the kids are no longer scared of you as being some sort of supernatural threat. They are still scared of you as being a crazy fucking adult that is chasing them <laughs> around. So you do manage to scatter a lot of the kids yeah, around. But I'm just yelling, see you on Monday. See you on Monday, kids. <laughs> the problem being, though, that the kids aren't scattering to their cars. They're scattering around the camp. Oh, God, that does nothing. And you hear from one of the construction areas where there's like the large sort of earth movers and things there and piles of lumber. You hear kind of a scream as somebody seems to fall into some of the loose construction debris and injure themselves. Well, I guess I'll take the remaining of the kids. Who's here? Is it just me and uh, Crashly? Is Shamanda here? I think Shamanda has walked back at this point, yeah. All right, so I see if those two can go check that out with me, and I just hope that this father-son moment isn't a complete mess. Mm-hmm. So the three of you go over to check, and it does look like somebody has injured themselves decently badly. It looks like possibly a broken leg from falling down on some loose rubble. Ew, Meanwhile, it's bending the wrong way, <laughs> Miss Wexler. Oh, I don't whoa. know how I could do this. I did you know not. And I three. said, "Get out of here," and they didn't. Meanwhile, CEJ and Adam. Adam, you've run into the woods. CEJ, you're right behind him. Stop, <sighs> Adam. No, he doesn't want me. My mom doesn't want me. No one wants me because I'm a monster. You have to stop running because my leg is all torn up from that rusty nail. I stop. <sighs> I also stop and I bend over and I'm like, ah. And there's, I can see there's a big tear in my jeans and these pants are totally ruined. Dude, are those are your lead pipes? Yeah. Not even, I guess not anymore. Man, uh, I'm just having the worst day. You are. I just found yeah. out my dad. What a my terrible dad is day a, for me. But CEJ, you're not listening to oh, me. Man, I love these pants. <laughs> yeah, they are cool pants. Well, not anymore, because everything bad in the world had to happen to me today. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, CEJ, can I ask you a question? I guess. Do you think that maybe your your parents may have been in that pile of bodies? No way. My parents hate piles. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Most parents do. But I just, well, we haven't found them in so long, and I'm just wondering, do you ever wonder if maybe... I mean, I wonder where they are. But what if something happened to them? Look, I, I don't see why if your dad could come back after all this time, why my parents couldn't. I mean, maybe I'll just have to wait like 15 years like you did. Yeah, maybe. See, EJ, what if I told you I could ask someone and they'd be, be able to tell us where your parents are? What do you mean? I have a secret master that I don't really talk about too much because I'm my own man. <laughs> but barely. But somewhat, mostly. I could maybe ask them and they could maybe tell us if you're where your parents are. But then that would be maybe a definite answer, and I don't know if you want to know that or not. Uh one second, I gotta I do have to go to the bathroom real quick. Okay, I turn around and I think about this. Can I do a, a what's up with you roll to see what's going on with Adam? 
Yeah, so you're just trying to, so you're looking at him, I'm assuming, and just sort of well, trying to gauge. He's peeing. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> and yeah, so what's up with him, just for anybody listening, is, is a sort of custom move we're doing to enable our teenagers to sort of get under each other's skin a little bit more than the default chassis of Monster of the Week allows. So yeah, you're sort of appraising Adam Miller. So yeah, go ahead and roll plus weird. Oh, okay. Fuck. I. But you also have to. This is how are you trying to get him? You're trying to get him to be honest with you. So you have to say how you're doing that. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna like. I'm gonna level with him first on on the expectation that he's gonna like be be like, wow, we're sharing secrets and level with me back. It's that that classic like the classic teenager move of like, do you want to know a secret when the real motive is you want to receive a secret in return? Absolutely. Um, but I have rolled a six, so Ooh. I ask one question, but the answer they give is a straight-up lie, and then I have to act immediately on it. That's right. Now, before we get to your question, what is the uh, what is the secret you're giving up to Adam while he's peeing? Um, I- I'm going to be like, hey, do you want to know a secret? Yeah, of course. I got a lot of pee, though, so yeah, you have I'm to talk gonna, up. I'm not going to turn loud. around. Oh, sorry. Can no, you no. hear me better Speak. over your loud pee now? Yeah, oh, that's good. That's it. Um, You know that girl, Jordan? Yeah, I think the one that's dating that weirdo, Paul. Yeah, he sucks. But she's dating anyway, Wyatt, isn't she? She's dating, yeah, she's dating Wyatt. Um, Both weird. Paul's Christian. with Serena, but maybe also that girl, Susan. What? What? He is? He's with Serena and Susan? I I mean, he was making out with Susan earlier. This wasn't the secret I was planning on telling, but it feels like it's working, so I'm just going to lean into this. Wow, that's crazy. Man. Yeah, I guess um, yeah, I guess that's a pretty big secret, huh? That's really big secret. Yeah. So, like, you know, what's, you know, when you say the master, like, are you under, like, some kind of monster's control or what what is that relationship like and adam miller you don't feel comfortable being honest with him in this moment so yeah you're gonna lie to him um i can hear that you've stopped peeing but you've also what (laughs) miss wexler she uh she gives me orders what do you mean she gives all of us orders no top secret orders because I'm the strongest in the group. Uh, let's get. I don't want to make a thing of it. Just, I gotta finish this pee. You haven't been making any pee sounds for like a couple seconds now. I know I stopped because I wanted you to hear me. <laughs> that, that's kind of impressive. Susan, yeah, Miss Wexler gives me secret missions sometimes because. You know, that's what it, secret master, that's what I mean. Wait, but you you also said you were going to ask your master if my parents were alive and they would know, which means... I could. Susan knows and she's been keeping it from me? Uh, oh, no, well, I mean, um, let's not worry about it, but if you need me to, I mean, shit... I uh, I, I wait. I, I wait until Adam stopped peeing, and then I just silently follow him back to the rest of the group. Great, you uh, are following him, and as you are walking back, Adam 
you turn to look at one point you hear like a, a branch snap you turn back to look and see ej is not there see ej oh gosh can i track him to see which way he went uh, you can attempt to, yeah. But first, we're going to cut over to CEJ. Cool. Uh, CEJ, as you are walking back, dealing with this, you feel a large calloused hand place over your mouth and whispering in your ear, his mouth right next to yours, you hear Chet saying, it needs to be put down, all right? That's that's not your friend anymore. That's a monster. Okay. I, I, I fight him. I resist. Roll Okay, roll to kick some ass. I'm going to roll to kick nice. some ass. Actually, I'm going to roll to No Limits. Oh. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. That is a special move I have, and I'm bad at it, but (laughs) if I can pull it off, I can push my body past its physical limits. That's right. Let's go. uh, And as with all moves, you tell me what you're doing, and then we'll we'll label what the move is and do that. So, Yeah, I'm going to break loose of his grip and try to, like, do like a wrestling reversal and and pin him. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Roll plus weird. Damn. I rolled a nine. Okay. You do it, but you do take one consequence. One harm, negative one forward, or you have to rest right now. (laughs) (laughs) I want to have to rest right now. I pin him and I just immediately let him go. And I'm like... (sighs) (sighs) And he looks at you and he's like, look, I understand... I don't have time for this. He grabs you again. <laughs> I want to do it again. Okay, okay try it again. I'm going to learn this guy a lesson. All right, I got an eight this time. Same, so I, do, nah, I do the same, same exact thing. <laughs> and he's like, damn it, son. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have time for this. And he pulls his gun and he put, points his oh gun. Oh, my God. And he's like, oh my you're going to You're going to keep it quiet. We got to move you out of the way, all right? Jesus I don't Christ, want you have a any, gun? Of course I have a gun. I'm, oh, my God. I'm a retired monster hunter. What, you think I walk around with just hopes and prayers? Come on. Now, you're going to walk with me out of here, all right? I need to get you someplace Ugh. safe. I let him, like, do that thing where he, like, nudges me by putting the gun into the small of my back, and then I, like, stumble through the leaves. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do. And he is pushing you towards the cars. He's pushing... Wait, what cars? Or, like, where all our cars are parked? Where all the parked cars are, yeah. <laughs> okay, I thought he was, like, walking me into a highway. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? And he is doing that. We will move back over to Shamanda Crashley and Susan. The girl that you found who seems to have broken her leg is there. Her name is Serena. You guys are helping her up and sort of getting her stabilized. And she's like, this is so fucking stupid. I mean, who wants a makeout party anyway? If I can make out with people on my, I don't need to be around other people while I'm making out. That's a good point. I mean, that's fair. a great point, especially because your boyfriend's making out with so many different people. And that I don't happen have if a it was just boyfriend. Gross. Are you kidding? I don't. Who? Paul? Yeah, Paul. Paul's not my boyfriend. Oh what? wait, why were you making out with him if he's not your boyfriend? Is oh my god, what legal? are you a virgin? <gasps> no, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I mean, dude. I know, but obviously, you wash your mouth. You filthy talker hey you don't talk to my cousin like that okay i'll steal your soul i'm fucking crazy okay sure (laughs) sure yeah i've heard about how crazy you are all right you're just like some thief i don't care just just help me back to my car christ i i don't need all of this okay i just came to make out with some boys 
Yeah, you I don't her over my need shoulder. any of this because your freaking leg's broken. Hop out of here, Skippy. okay great susan you have her over your shoulder yeah i'm just gonna lift her up but i am gonna be giving her a stern talking to the whole way and i'm just gonna start it by saying i don't want to hear another word out of you today i've had enough you're a fucking janitor why are you talking to me right now is that a word i set her down then i leave (laughs) i leave Wonderful, yeah. You set her down and and leave. She's like, no, don't. You can't leave me here. No, I'm just a kid. You're an adult woman. You can't leave me here. I don't believe you're just a kid. You talked like Clint Eastwood when he's giving an interview to Fox News. Get out of here. You old conservative man-sounding girl calling people virgins when you don't even know what that means. I <laughs> Go heal your own leg. <laughs> I definitely know what virgin means. Yeah, right. Because if you knew yeah, that, <laughs> you wouldn't call me that. Oh, you I definitely know that. I don't. It doesn't matter. I'm cool. I've anyway. never seen more of a virgin than you right now. You are the most virginy girl I have ever seen. Oh my god! No boy Crashly. is ever going to touch you. I step in front of Crashly, and to block myself from this Serena woman and i'm gonna use one of my special moves called crew where three people are just added to my crew to intimidate them and oh they're like, yes what that's so cool your crew <laughs> shamanda is your two softball friends yes the twins astrid and adriana <laughs> and out of out of the bushes astrid and adriana walk forward and they go hey shamanda is serena here giving you some trouble yeah, she seems to be giving us a lot of trouble. When she l- is not listening to commands, I told her ass to hop along. <laughs> huh. Looks like maybe somebody needs a little help getting to her car, huh? huh? What do you think, Adriana? Yeah, Astrid, I think so. Just so happens, we'd love to help. And Serena's like, no, 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 I, I'm fine, I'm fine. And they're like, no, nah, you mess with Shamanda, all right? She's the coolest kid at Queen Latifah's School for Gifted Girls. She was going to be on softball, but she decided not to because she's too cool for it. I'm just, I'm just not a very. I mean, I have, I have enthusiasm for the game, but I'm just not varsity material. Okay. And uh, Adriana says, "Hey, you don't have to justify yourself to us, Shamanda. <sighs> All right, Are you good? I'm good. I'm good. Just help her to her car. Send her along her way." And they walk over and they grab her up as she continues to protest and then move her away to her vehicle. Your crew steps in and does what you tell them to do. I believe we established that their main thing is to keep you safe, Mm -hmm. right? They were act as bodyguards. Yes. Yeah. So they step forward and they intercept the danger, which is great because Serena was about to really lash you guys down with some cutting teenage barbs but for the moment you guys are fine uh you guys get start (laughs) (laughs) adam miller you are looking around in the forest i think this is a read a bad situation for sure cool um and that is sharp that is sharp i'm rolling and it is a okay so not great it is a four okay that is a (laughs) fail I think we're going to get some leveling up here working on, working sooner on than it. later. Yeah. 
So on a fail of a read a bad situation, you might misread the situation or you might reveal tactical details to your enemies. So here's what's going to happen. Yeah, Adam, you are pretty lost in the woods at this point. It's dark. You're pretty panicked. Something's going on with CEJ. You're feeling this pulse inside of you to find CEJ. And here is the question I have for you. Yeah. What's my best way in? Um, to find him? To get you. What do you mean to get me? Well, I get to ask you a question. Oh. Because you failed. Well, so. Yeah. What's my best way in? Mm-hmm. Uh, into myself. Yeah. Uh, daddy issues. With that, you see stepping into the clearing, Chet. He has his hands <clears throat> up and he says, Hey, it's just me. Hey, Chet? son, it's. I, I don't, I feel uncomfortable saying that word, but I think I might be your father. What? So, why you admit it? Yeah, what you did to my head, it knocked a few bits of pieces loose, and I can see now. Yep, that makes sense. Your birthday, nine months before that, I was there. I, I met a waitress at the whiskey that was, uh, well, she was something else. But I, then I moved on a few days later, and I see it. I see it. Did you know I was alive? No, I did not. I did not know that, but that's that's no excuse. All right, I should have. Look, could I ask, I know this is probably too much, but could I get a hug? Yeah, yeah. He gets down on a knee and he puts his arms out for you to come in. I I go in for a hug. And you feel the knife come in. You're back as he and he says, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And he jams his knife in for two harm. Can I use my last mental dominion on him? Yes, you can. (laughs) Go kill yourself. Go walk in the leg. Oh, my God. God. (laughs) (laughs) You see his eyes go wide. Uh, a little bit of like a tear uh, drinking out of the corner of his eyes. And he gets up and he's moving away into the woods. And he's like, um, I didn't want to, I, I swear I, you're not yourself. Okay. Son, you're, you're not a human anymore. All right. I have to protect Susan. All right. You're going to hurt her. You mark my words. You're going to hurt Susan. And I, I could never let that happen. And he disappears in the woods, just shouting that out over and over. You're going to hurt Susan. You're going to hurt Susan. And you hear him walking away. Oh, my God. This episode is brutal. It's crazy. And in addition, so you are pretty grievously injured. Yeah. And I think as a result of that, you are starting to bleed out. Oh, God. Then all of a sudden, you hear a gunshot. Oh, Oh my God. You're not the only one. Susan, you also hear a gunshot. Okay, you know, I guess I run towards the noise. When you run towards the noise, you run into the woods. You find in this clearing, Adam Miller, he's bleeding heavily from a a knife in the back. Oh, Adam! 
and I run towards him and I'm taking off my backpack, which has very rudimentary first aid. I'm not sure it's going to be of any help. I know we have to get him to the infirmary, but if I can stop the bleeding in any way. And as I get to him, uh, is he conscious? Barely. Okay. I just ask who did this? Who did this? My dad. Okay. Yep. Yep. So I put together that's Chet, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to stay with Adam for now and just see what we can do to stop the bleeding. Okay. Yeah. You're able to do some of your medic stuff. So he's not taking any more additional harm right now, but he is in rough shape. Okay. Um, Shoot. So Crashly Shamanda, keep pressure on this. Uh, CEJ is, oh God, is CEJ alone somewhere? You don't know where CEJ is. Yeah. I'm going to ask them to stay with Adam, and I guess I'll start looking for CEJ and or Chet, worried that they're about to find each other. Do you go towards the lake or towards the cars? Oh, Lord. Um, I'm going to go towards the lake. As you are going, Susan, and walking, what you find at the lake edge is ripples in the water. Two kids, one of the kids holding a gun in the air, looking at the other kid. That gun you recognize as Chet's gun. One of the kids you recognize, it's Paul. You've seen him a few times. And he's looking and he's like, he just walked into the water. And Wyatt, what is up with you, man? And Wyatt, who is the other kid holding the gun in the air, is just like, you, you and Jordan? I told you, I told you what she meant to me. And is just holding the gun up in the air. And you also okay. see on the bank of the water, all of Chet's other personal items that he's just sort of neatly set. And you just see bubbles in the water. All right. Um, I'm going to yell to those kids. You put that gun down, you numb nuts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you you watch my back. You watch my back, okay? And I'm just going in the water after those ripples where dumb old Chet is, obviously. <laughs> Roll to act under pressure. Okay. So seven plus three, ten. You do what you set out to. So you find Chet. He's in the water. He is not thrashing or anything. He's just sort of peacefully lying there under the water. His eyes are open. Uh, He sees you and he's just mouthing, I'm sorry at you and just sitting there. Well, don't be sorry. Just get up. And I just start tugging on him to get out of the water. You pull him out of the water. Okay. I would guess. He is hot to the touch. Oh, Ooh. Um, I would guess at this point that I would know this was a mental dominion. Do I have any idea of how to break that? Yeah, you. Get, I mean, you You probably, you use magic often, so um, you tell me. Oh, great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so the best way to uh, break mental dominion is a share slap. <laughs> so okay. I just slap him as hard as I can across the face. I'm just like, come on, Chet. All right. Roll plus weird. We're going to do this as a use magic. Okay. I am rolling well today. I got a 10. Hey, it nice. works without issue. So hey, yeah, yo. you man, you snap him out of it. Chet comes free and he's like, <laughs> and he starts throwing up water onto himself and, and probably onto you and onto the beach. And then he's grabbing you. He's like, Susie, he he did this to me. All right. You got to You got to stop him. That boy is that boy's a monster. Now, here's a quick question, Chet. Did he do that before or after you stabbed him? He's looking at you and he's just like, Susie, he's going to hurt you. 
Uh, four? I, we're or? monster. We we hunt monsters. That's what you and I do. That is what we have always done. And you were telling me that that's not a monster to be hunted. That's what I do, Chet. You're out of the game, and I think you should stay out of it. He slumps down. He's too exhausted to respond. That's right, you little numb nut. You're all numb nuts. <laughs> and Wyatt says, "I'm not a numb nut." I get right? that gun from that child. <laughs> you do. When you do, you feel uh, he is warm as well. When you make contact with him, and Susan, as you are grabbing it from him, you see in his shadow from the bonfire that's off in the distance. You see in that shadow very briefly two red eyes staring oh, up God. at you. And then they're gone. And that's where we'll end the session today. Fires all over the place. Wow. Oh my God. Thanks so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this, please tell your friends, especially the nerds. And even better, give us a rating and a review on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. Thanks so much and have a very spooky meetup with your long lost father. Fun, don't we? <laughs> we do. Design Doc started as a podcast about designing a role playing game. Over the years, it's turned into so much more. It's a show about the challenges of burnout, making money from creative projects, and what goes into bringing a game to life. Come along with Hannah and Evan in a living documentation of the game design process. One review described it as the audio equivalent of taking a hike with a good friend. You can search for Design Doc on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. <laughs>